If you look at the video of the Ticat fan, clearly the aggressor. The guy with the Ticat flag tied around his neck, who was into grandpa's cough medicine. Oh boy. This is looking like a scene from Slapshot. The players should not have to put up with it. It's not pay your ticket and do whatever the hell you want. It's not. It's pay for your ticket, watch the game, and go home. So he deserved everything. I wish he would have got more. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show. That is not Canada there. Broadcasting from beautiful and sunny South Florida with episode number 628 of Canada's daytime Sports talk show tarps off for the boys out on the beach as uh, we get ready to talk sports for the next couple of hours. Yeah, I'm here and broadcasting from the bunker in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle where all of the teams are playing tonight in the National Hockey League. We bring in the uh, owner, the proprietor, the CEO of this lovely adventure that we do every day, Darren Moose Dupont. How you doing, Moose? I see you got some Tom Brady love going today. What's, What's the impetus for the TB12 hoodie? I was putting together my uh, NFL top five this morning, and I was thinking of it, and I uh, was getting dressed, and I reached in, and yeah, this is the, it, it was speaking to me this morning. I like it. Red mm-hmm. is the language of love. So are you ready to go? Are you I'm ready to go? Ready. Always ready. Okay. Well, I, I looked at these games tonight as I was filling out the sports on tap for the Tab Brew House and drive through Liquor Store, and I'm like, holy smokes, what are we going to do? Talk about last night? Man, I've been sitting here all day. Waiting for uh, this show to start, man, and talk about tonight's games. But we got a lot to get to, and I was very excited. Every time I see Mike Richards' name on the guest list from Saga 960 Radio in Mississauga, I just smile and feel good. One of the best sports talk hosts in the land, Mike Richards, will be with us in hour one. And one of the best play-by-play people in the land in hour two, Leah Hextall from ESPN, who I guess she just called the Jets game the other night, her first game. I didn't see it. I heard about it, and she was getting... A lot of plaudits and kudos for that. So Leah Hextall in hour two. And director Jordan, if you don't mind, could you please hit the quick six show horn? Because we got a long ways to go. I'm going to start with Monday Night Football because why not? Honestly, people are still talking about it. Moose, you saw some, if not all of it. Damian Harris scored on a 64-yard run in blustery conditions. And the New England Patriots beat the Buffalo Bills 14-10 in Monday Night Football. New England improved to 9-4 and by winning their seven straight and now have a two-game edge over the Bills in the AFC East standings. Buffalo dropped to 7-5. and five. And I wanted to clarify a few things that I talked about on the show yesterday and on the weekend on social media when I said that these bad conditions are ruining games. I didn't... I wasn't even pointing out a problem. I'm just saying this is ugly. The conditions are ugly. That's all. I know there's not much can be done about it. Not much can be done about Buffalo weather or Quebec City weather in December. But that thing was tough to watch last night. And a statistical anomaly... I think this is why we love sports so much, Darren. You saw Mac Jones, the Patriots quarterback, went two for three for 19 yards. This is one of the biggest reasons why I don't play. One of the biggest reasons why I don't play fantasy football. He won. They won their seventh in a row. But I'm sure fantasy players are pulling their hair out and wishing that they hadn't started him if they had because his stats were so bad. Those two pass, those two completions, I believe, were for touchdowns. So there were some points there. But man, that was tough to watch last night. It was uh, it was something. The goalposts were doing this, eh? Like in the wind, it was crazy. Um, and they just ran the ball. And you're like, okay, the first half's over. They've thrown one pass, one. And then it's like, okay, so third down, they're gonna run, they're gonna throw the football. No, nope, run it again, run it again, run it again, run it again. And you know what? It worked for them. They ran the clock down. They controlled time of possession. Didn't make crazy mistakes. Their offensive line was really good. 
on the other side, they let Josh Allen throw, and I mean, he can throw the football really well, and he did in the wind. Um, there were some mistakes that that play that with the football went off the mask on the punt. Um, Josh Allen turned that into a touchdown in the very next play. They moved the ball down the field, but again, missed a field goal with the wind. Um, couldn't convert on third and long when you were down inside the 30 a couple of times late in that football game. So Buffalo had their chances, but this was kind of, you talk about, you know, putting your balls on the table. That's what Bill Belichick did and said, we're just going to keep running the football. We're going to keep running the football. And we're just not going to pass it and we'll control the clock. And we have enough guys and enough of an offensive line that will score. And yeah, they did on the 60 yard touchdown. I hear it all the time, especially here in South Florida, that the Patriots are back. And I'm saying no, they're not back until they win a division, probably a conference championship and maybe even a Super Bowl. They're not back. They look good. They're on their way. They're not even out of the regular season yet. But yeah, Bill's a great coach, but it was tough to watch. Moving on to point two, NHL from Monday night. John Carlson tied the game late in the second period, then scored Washington's third and final shootout goal to give the Caps a 4-3 victory over the Anaheim Ducks. I watched that one. Jacob Peterson made good on a second chance at the go-ahead goal against Arizona, and Dallas tied a franchise record with their seventh straight win, 4-1 over Arizona. Break up the Stars. Josh Norris scored the decisive goal in a shootout to lift Ottawa over New Jersey 3-2, extending the Sens' win streak to three. Break up the Sens. Eric Johnson had a goal and a helper in Colorado beat Philadelphia 7-5. It was the Flyers' ninth straight loss just hours after they fired coach Elaine Vigneault and put Mike Yo in on the interim. I looked, Nathan McKinnon, one assist, minus one. Because there are those that say the Avalanche are the best team in the NHL. They haven't even been in my top five all year, but they have won eight of 11. But just because you beat Philly and Montreal don't mean spit. And Bruce Boudreaux was a winner in his debut behind the Vancouver Canucks bench. Thatcher Demko made 30 saves, and Brock Besser and JT Miller each had a power play goal and an assist as the Canucks beat the visiting LA Kings 4 0. Um, before I move on to the next point, here is this is point 2B. I'm watching Farhan on SportsCenter last night, and I've seen this report multiple times that the Sedins are going to be consulted on the next general manager for the Vancouver Canucks. I'm sorry, what? Our Vancouver viewers, you got to inform me. You got to tell me what have the Sedins been doing other than having Hall of Fame careers as players? I get that, that they would have any business in charting the course of the future of this franchise with a general manager. I'm sorry. And what do they know about winning? And I don't say that to be a jerk. I really don't. I honestly say, why are we asking the Sedins who the next GM of the team will be? Because it reminds me all the world of, and I'm sorry to bring in the CFL analogy, but it reminds me of, not to name any names other than Darian Durant, Darian Durant being called in by a team official saying, what do you think of your offensive coordinator? If we fired him, how would you feel? And Darian's like, feels like a trap. <laughs> Darian walked straight out of their office and he was like, well, they just asked me this, Rod. I, I didn't know what to say. Slightly different. And you know that the officials had the best intentions but you don't, I don't think you go to your players and I don't think you go to your past players in a hire like this, my, my God. Unless I've completely misread the situation. And us, sorry, you Vancouver viewers and Canucks fans, can you please tell me if you think this is a good idea and what the Sandines have been doing since they retired? 
that would lead you to believe that they should be involved in this? Am I out completely out to lunch, Darren? I was shocked when I saw that report. What I like is alumni relations. I like keeping them involved in the organization. I, I think that's important. I think largely, and I spent some time out there, you know, Pavel Bure, nowhere to be seen around the organization. Marcus Naslin, nowhere to be seen. Todd Bertuzzi, nowhere to be seen. Now, you know, Gino Ojic's still out there doing his thing. Um, but the, the alumni isn't as strong as it needs to be. So keeping them engaged is a good thing. Um, and maybe that will help, you know, build the traditions and bring other guys back. Um, would I be leaning on their advice as to who I hire? Probably not. But again, I don't know what they've been up to out there. So, Well, the third Sedin has chimed in, producer Clark, and he says that indeed Henrik and Daniel have been working in the front office since they retired. But so what? This has not worked for the Edmonton Oilers. And again, just to use my Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, perspective, hey, Wes Cates, hey, uh, hey, Darian, we're thinking of making a GM change. Who would you hire? What? Just because they're alumni? <laughs> Makes no sense to me. Anyways, uh, moving on. And I'll get to everybody else's comments in a moment, but this is me and Moose's time. Um, this was sent to me last night, and I know that we're going to have fun with this. It's a... You saw the poll, I assume, that the research... Yep. Done by Ticket Source, best arenas for fan experience. Of course you saw it because you were tagged in it, as was I. One of our viewers sent it to us. I think it was ESPN Reacts sent this to us. That's the account, ESPN Reacts. I said, Rod, what do you think about this? The Calgary, here are the top five arenas in the National Hockey League for fan experience as conducted by this poll, I guess, this study, this survey from Ticket Source. Number one, Calgary Flames. Number two, Ottawa Senators. Number three, Vancouver Canucks. Number four, Columbus Blue Jackets. And number five, Montreal Canadiens. I've been to all of those venues. Here's your bottom five, starting with the worst. New Jersey Devils, Vegas Golden Knights, New York Islanders, Florida Panthers, Anaheim Ducks, that's your worst five. I'm like, what? Now, when the guy sent this to me, I had a little fun with him, and I said, hey, Calgary Flames, number one, dome beers, <laughs> as people call them, heroin yes. beers in that place, man. Woo, you have a couple of those, and you're falling down the stairs. <laughs> right Been on. there, done that. Yeah. So you can so see maybe Calgary it's, up near the top somewhere. If the, if the polls for beer potency, <laughs> it ain't close for Hot number take. two. And and by the way, the Flames, they and I have a history. They know it. I know it. A lot of people know it. I'm past it. I think they're past it. And I say this since I was in college in Calgary. I've always loved games in the Saddledome. And let's remind ourselves, all 32 game experiences in that in the National Hockey League are great. All of them. It's similar to when we talk about the best Canadian football league uh, venues and home games. They're all great. Okay, let's just start there. But in Calgary, with the fire going off, when the flames come on the ice, you can feel the heat. Yeah. Off the, you know, and uh, they used to have, the longtime Calgary viewers will know this, Flames fans, they used to, when the scoreboards first came out, the video scoreboards, they had like a Yosemite Sam guy that would shoot his gun on the scoreboard. Yahoo! Like in the 80s. It was amazing. And they play Ring of Fire, Johnny Cash. I'm not saying the Flames are number one, but I'm not saying they're 32nd either. Flames are very good. And uh, and I don't even know what really went into this poll, 
but for Vegas Golden Knights to be the second worst, that just that's just stupid. You've just blown all your credibility, all of it. Because even NHL people, even the the teams that hate the Vegas Golden Knights will tell you that they're number one. Like, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah. Vegas is number one. But, you know, we're not... Of course, I wouldn't know about beer potency in T-Mobile Arena because I don't buy it. Right. I think it's like $18 a beer or something ridiculous. But anyways, those are the polls. And I, I, I just would like people to weigh in on what they think their best NHL venue is. I've been in just about all of them. And they're great. All of them. But I would not. Well, I would put Calgary near the top, frankly. But I wouldn't put him number one. Do you have a take on this? Nashville's pretty good. We were there. Um, I like that building. the uh, The crowd really gets into it. I can understand a yeah. little bit. I, I think Florida might be on their way. If, if following your socials, but any uh, indication, I understand why they'd be near the bottom with with empty crowds and the building being empty and stuff. So the fan experience isn't all isn't going to be great just by default. But sounds like they're on their way, which is cool. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, again, the Vegas thing being at the bottom, that's where you lose me. Um, interesting, though, it's mostly Canadian teams right at the top of that list, right? A lot of Canadian teams. And Ottawa, which I thought was interesting. I've never really heard Ottawa being this wonderful you know, place, destination. Not even fans. in Ottawa do they think they have a good fan experience. Not even in Ottawa do they think right. that. You so, know, so that, but I've never been to a game in Ottawa, so I can't say, but I I'm not have. dying to go, right? Nothing's like uh, pulling at me to go. It's not tremendous. Uh, by the way, one of our viewers, Justin Wolf, chiming in, watching on YouTube, says the Sedins work for the Canucks as special advisors to the general manager. Cool. What did they do for Jim Benning? And, I, and I'm, I'm sitting here not trying to be a jerk, and I'm not being facetious in any, 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 any way. I just feel like, what, they went straight from playing to the front office, and I what experience do you have running a team that would lend you to believe they should be even consulted in hiring the next general manager? I'm not saying that I'm right. I just Is there not nobody better? They got Stan Still in there, uh, Stan Smill, Steamer. Leave him in there. He's got more experience doing it. Anyways, moving on. My next point is point four. It's entitled Grey Cup Stuff. Uh, and by the way, for those who want to know, we got the uh, Brendan Botcher situation coming up. I gotta, we got to get into that for the curling fans, the curling drama, which it is serious. And uh, more on the Hamilton-Toronto fan fights. But the betting line is out from betregal.net. Did you, by chance, sort of put you on the spot here, but did, did you see what it was, Darren? No, which is fun. I like. What would I, you? I, I typically. What would you don't. put it at? Yeah, because you like to ask. Um, Winnipeg by six and a half or seven and a half. Ooh, have you been reading my diary? <laughs> no, because I had Winnipeg. I had Winnipeg at seven going into the week. Oh, betregal dot net. Ta da! Two point five. Two point five. Okay, I was going to say. We put the graphic up that had all the predictable matchups and what the overall, and none, none of them had a seven and a half. It was like four and a half um, in certain ones. Okay, two and a half. That's a lot closer than I thought. Way closer, but I don't expect it's going to stay there. That's the opening line from betregal.net, our exclusive betting partner, also the exclusive, exclusive betting partner of the Canadian Football League, 2.5 
points. Um, you know what we're going to do? Let's take a time out. This is the warm-up, by the way. Uh, 3downnation.com with a story this morning that the Ottawa Red Blacks, their head coach, Paul Apolise, is desirous of Chris Strebler to be a starting quarterback next year in Ottawa. Um, have you ever heard the term desirous before, Moose? First time today. Yeah, it's from the – well, I've used it on this show before, but uh, it's from the show Three's Company. Ah, uh. People a little older than you will remember. But they're desirous of Chris Strebler. So when we come back, we will talk about more Grey Cup stuff. The trophy's arriving in Hamilton today. Awesome. You're getting the feel. All the feels are coming back for the Grey Cup. We'll talk about the curling drama and then get into more of uh, viewer comments. We can start Taco Time viewer takeover early. The NHL Best Fan Experience Survey. Everybody loves talking about that. I haven't given... Well, I said Vegas is number one. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the others when we come back. So all the topics on the table when we come back. And uh, Mike Richards and Leah Hextall on the way today. You're watching Canada's daytime sports talk show on the Game Plus television network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.